Hello. Before we start the show today, I would like to say that as of today, March 26th, 2019, prosecutors have decided to drop charges against Jesse Smollett. They are saying that this does not in any way ex exonerate him. His lawyers are saying that it does. I'm pretty much done talking about this, so... All I'm going to say is, I just don't know anymore. He may or may not have done something bad. Something bad may or may not have happened to him. I, I, I just don't know. And I have a lot of other things going on in the world that I'm trying to keep my eye on. I just wanted to make this addendum to these episodes that have already been done. Everything that follows was recorded prior to today and expresses my feelings at the time however they may have changed. Enjoy! It turns out that the events discussed in this episode were based on a lie. I am not going to take the episode down, even though that is my natural inclination, because I do believe that some of the things that I said about racial and, well, violence against people of various ethnic groups, sexualities, and gender is true and still matters but know that this what happened to Jossie Smollett was a lie if you want to know more please l listen to episode 711 where I talk about the aftermath of this event thank you Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of Project Shadow. My name's Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, and today is going to be a fairly serious show. Like I said yesterday, I had a lot of things weighing on my mind, much of which is personal stuff, but just before I went to record, I saw the news that Jesse Smollett from Empire had been, well, let's just call it what it was. Some people decided to try to lynch Jesse Smollett in the middle of the night in Chicago because he's, as they put it, I'm not even going to say the words that they said because they're just so awful, but because they perceived him as black and gay he deserved to get a beat down and they tried to put a noose around his neck and yeah. So as I'm recording this today, there are reports out of variety that there is a person of interest that the police are looking for in the case. And I, I hope that they have found the right person and that they can be swiftly brought to justice. Um, this attack shook me. And I, I try very hard not to talk about all of the violence that takes place in this country on the podcast. Because if I did, 
then that's all I would actually ever talk about on the podcast. But as a queer person in America who, for reasons beyond my control, has white privilege, I'm not as hurt when something like this happens because it was an assault. I don't That's not even the right way to say it. I can't imagine what it must feel like to be black and queer in America right now or any non-white queer person in this country right now. Todrick Hall did a wonderful video talking about his feelings about this and I highly recommend that you go to Todrick's YouTube channel and watch it because he actually knows Jesse and I don't. I, I am aware of his work and I was a big fan of the first several seasons of Empire and you know there's so much out there I got lost and I haven't caught up in a while so I don't know how I feel about what's happened lately because I don't know what's happened lately but you know he's somebody who still plays regularly on my playlists when I'm listening to music because the music that they did for Empire was really good and while we haven't had a formal discussion on this channel on this podcast about parasocial relationships you know you have that connection and Todrick said something that just moved me. He said, now imagine if Jesse wasn't famous and this happened, would it be all over the headlines like it is? I would like to think that queer media outlets would have picked up on it at least at the very least. And people like me who try to keep up with what's going on in the community would know about it, but no, I, I don't think it would have broken anywhere near what it has into the mainstream if it wasn't for the fact that he was on a successful show on Fox. And I don't want to take anything away from Jesse here. I really don't. I mean, he seems like a really great guy and he's got a wonderful voice and he's a good actor. And from everyone that I've ever heard talk about him he is apparently a really nice guy and that's that's wonderful and my heart breaks that this happened to anybody and even more so that i i mean i can't imagine what it must be like to go through this and then have it be brought out in such a major way you know, so he not only has the trauma from the event, but the potential trauma from having to relive it as people are asking for interviews and trying to get him to talk about what's going on. This, this is something that happens way too often to the black and queer community. This is something that happens all too often to anyone who is not cis, white, and straight. I can't imagine 
how hard it would be to be out in Hollywood, out in public at a level that high, if you also had to deal with racial discrimination. And it's one of the things that has always given me such respect for, you know, lesbian people of color who are willing to come out, especially when they're famous. Because there's just too much hate. There, there's so much hate in the country. And I think it's getting better. Don't get me wrong. Like, this isn't me, like, trying to scold the world and go, well, you just don't know how bad it is. But this is a reminder of how much better it isn't. Because while we have improved in some things, we haven't in others. And then there's the backsliding. Two men in ski masks attacked a black gay man while walking down the street. They beat him so badly they broke his ribs and then tried to put a noose around his neck in 2019. This isn't something that happened a long time ago. This is something that happened just the other day. This is the kind of thing that happens all the time. I have a trans friend who, when her neighbor realized that she was trans, literally forced himself into the house and raped her. And the police did nothing. Nothing. They didn't care. It was just, in their eyes, a freak getting, you know, a little of what they deserved. And that happened not too many years ago. This, I don't understand. I, I really don't. I, I've tried to put myself in the mental framework of somebody who would be hateful on these issues. And my mind just doesn't work that way. And, you know, I've said it for the longest time. Homophobia and transphobia are you know, rooted in sexism. They are the attempt of someone who believes that there are strict gender roles that people cannot deviate from. These are the same people who don't think that tomboys should exist. They don't think that metrosexuals should exist. These same people take that animus and turn it against any queer person that doesn't meet their criteria. And so there's part of me that can see where that's coming from because you see that there's a particular role for gender and anything blocking itself outside those markers, right? I I can see that. I I disagree, but I, I can... There's part of me in my brain that can conceive how somebody can get there. And I think that's important to try to see that so you you can find a way to talk to people and pull them out of that. I can't understand racism for the life of me. I really can't. And I know a lot of this has to do with me growing up and what I jokingly 
refer to as, you know, the United Nations apartment complex, because, you know, when I was a kid growing up, my downstairs neighbors were from Brazil and, you know, my friends were from India and Iran and Poland and India, Kenya, you know, all over the world. I think I said China already. I'm not sure because I'm still very emotional about all this. And they were just kids, you know, we, we played games. We had a Korean boy live with us for a while when his parents went back to Korea and, you know, we treated him like he was a member of the family and it was like, he was my brother and that wasn't weird. You know what I'm saying? Like we didn't think twice about that. So, you know, it's the privilege of my own upbringing that I can't wrap my mind around this, but I feel like if we can't find a way to understand it, we can't effectively fight against it. And I, I don't, I don't know. This is a terrible, terrible thing. And it's a terrible thing that happens all the time. Not just to us, not just to queer people, but to black people, to women. The number of terrorist acts in this country have been going up over the last couple of years. And I think we all know why. We may not want to say it out loud, but I think we all know why they've been going up. We don't talk about it because the people that are committing the terrorist acts are almost exclusively white. We keep fighting. I mean, think about it. Those, what, three people the other day who were arrested planning on going on a killing spree to kill Somali refugees? Really? This is where we are in 2019? This is where we are as a country. This is where we are as a culture. This is where we are as a people. It, it just breaks something fundamentally inside me. And it's really troubling thinking that this is where we've gotten to and that this is where we are. But I think we can do better. And for the majority of us, I think we are doing better. And I, I need you to realize that if you're feeling like I am, that's one of the reasons why I decided to do this podcast today. If you're feeling like I am, like this is just all too much, like this very prominent attempted lynching in our country in 2019, if it just, you know, breaks you up on the inside, no that the next generation doesn't think this way. The next generation doesn't see a lot of these divisions and they don't care about all of these stupid walls that were put up by our ancestors to keep us separate. So we didn't fight for the things that we felt that we deserved. So we wouldn't fight for the things that we wanted. So we wouldn't have what the haves have. And that's an amazing thing. Things are getting better. And they will get better. And together, 
we can ensure that. And that's why it's important for us to talk in times like this, in moments like this, when our voices need to be heard and speak up. It's expected, I guess, for someone like me, for a queer person like me to speak up at a time like this, when something like this happens. But to see Taraji P. Henson, sorry, to see her and the rest of the, you know, Terrence Howard and the rest of the cast of Empire and the unity that they're showing and the strength that they're showing. It's, it's time for the break. Let's go hear a word from our sponsor and we'll be back after this. So we're back. And I don't want to end on a down note. So I want to talk about what we can do to make this better. I want to talk about what we can do to stand up to all this. And whether, you know, I almost feel like this is one of those times where you have to be careful because it's easy to just sound like a PSA, a simple PSA, like, well, we just do better. Yes, we, of course we have to do better. But I think we're at a turning point for our country and for our culture where we have to have the courage of our convictions to stand up against this kind of hate. And it can be simple. It can be that insidious thing when you're hearing someone talk and they say something, even if they don't know it. I was talking to somebody the other day about my experiences and they made a joke and they used the T word. And I'm not one of the people that gets triggered by that, but I know that there are people that are. And so I stopped them and I said, you know, be careful saying that. And I explained to them how many trans people feel that that is a term of, you know, that is a negative term and it brings up all these stereotypes and all of these negative images of trans people. It's like when I talk to somebody and they use transgender as a noun, transgendered is not a noun. It's a prone. It's a, it's an adjective. Sorry. I almost said pronoun. It's an adjective. It's what tells people it, it's part of a word. So there are trans men and there are trans women and there are trans feminine and trans masculine. And we could go on and on and on in the list, but by finding a way to calmly and without making it look like the other person is being a villain, that's so important here, talking and explaining to help mitigate their ignorance in this situation it helps us get through. It helps us get better. And some people are just going to entrench in their beliefs. And some people will listen and go, oh, I didn't know that. And we'll actually learn. But if we're not giving them the opportunity to do that through calm, calm, compassionate speech, then they won't change. They won't learn. You know, I, I was at a event I've talked about this previously on the podcast, but I was at an event where 
I referenced myself as gender fluid. And afterwards, a friend of mine at this event came up to me and said flat out, I don't believe that that exists. And while that upset me, <laughs> while that hurt me, because it did, I sat them down and said, can we talk about this? And we sat down and we discussed what the term means, why I use it, why at the time I felt that it was appropriate for me to use it as opposed to other terms. Um, and they kind of sort of changed their mind. They were open to the discussion enough that by the end of it, they were able to say, I see how you feel that way and see how you feel that that term applies. That's a lot of ground to cover from. I don't believe that exists. You see what I'm saying? And I'm also not saying that you should put yourself at physical risk. You know, be careful, be safe. There are times when it would be dangerous to say something. You know, if you pass a clan rally, being that one person that goes up to a group of people and says, you know, maybe you shouldn't be racist. You're risking a lot to do that. But when you look at the example from the Matthew Shepard trial, when the Waynesboro Baptist Church showed up and the Westboro, sorry, Westboro Baptist Church showed up. I don't know why I'm apologizing to them, but I got their name wrong. When Westboro Baptist Church showed up, they gathered a group and they all made angel outfits and they stood as angels with their wings blocking the hateful protest signs. They came as a group. Because there's, there is safety and security in numbers. Maybe not enough sometimes, like in Charlottesville, but there is safety in numbers. And so be safe. But when your aunt or uncle or parents say something that's, you know, a touch racist, or sexist, or homophobic, or transphobic, maybe with as much compassion as you can, try to explain it to them. Look, I'm somebody who's trans, and I have problems because I grew up the majority of my life in a culture that didn't talk about these issues. And so the younger kids now live in a culture where they can, at least amongst themselves, talk about these issues. And so I sometimes say things that they find inappropriate and they teach me because nobody's perfect. I'm not trying to be hurtful. It's just, I don't know better. And I'm not saying that that's true for everybody. The people wearing ski masks who tried to lynch Jesse Smollett in Chicago are probably not going to be talked out of their racism, sexism, homophobia, because I can guarantee that they are also sexist and transphobic. Like, I'm, I'm, it, it, these things come in packs. You know, racism, sexism, homophobia, and transphobia. They come in packs. So I'm not saying that you could talk people like them out. Not now. They've gone to the dark side. And maybe 
someday we can pull them back to the light. But for now, they are definitely on the dark side. They tried to lynch someone. But before they got to that place, maybe, just maybe, their minds could have been changed. That's why it's important to be out. And I live in a part of a co- the country where that's not the smartest thing to do. We have people tell us that they will not eat at our restaurant because two F words own it. And there's a sizable population that do that. And so living where we do, being out is financially risky. It's personally risky. It's not maybe the safest thing to do. But we were out before we moved here. We've been together for over 20 years. We're not going back into the closet. That's not an option. And so we do what we do. And it makes our life trickier. It makes everything a bit harder. But you make do. You find ways to work around and try to bring people around. And with some people we have. And I don't know if these same techniques work on racists. I have seen them work on homophobes and sexists. I have seen them work. But I don't know if they'll work on a racist. People know that I'm not racist, and so they're rarely open about their hostility towards other races around me. So, you know, I I don't know. I know that I have gone after some people who are, who used a lot of anti-Semitic humor simply because they thought it was funny. And I don't know if I actually changed their minds or if they just stopped telling jokes like that around me. But at least I said something. And that's the kind of bravery we need right now. It's that whole thing, you know, when somebody says that's so gay, telling them not to say that. When somebody says something that denigrates women or black people or any ethnic group, maybe say something as long as you're safe. You know, I don't want to encourage you to get yourself beat up or worse. Because that's the world that we live in where we have to worry about that. But if you can speak up, do, try. That's the only way we can stop stuff like this in the future. You know, we need to, you know, we need to make it a better world. And a lot of that comes from making ourselves better but also by sharing, always with compassion, doing our best not to sound judgmental. Because I will tell you right now, even people who could potentially be our allies are turned off when they hear anything even remotely sounding like a judgmental tone. So be careful. Try not to be Tiffany Tumbles. Because trust me, I know. Sometimes you just want to smash. I understand that. I I understand that so well. 
but that doesn't make things better. It doesn't help. And hopefully we never get to a place in our culture, in our society that would require something like that from us. So my sisters, brothers, and siblings of all the beautiful colors of the rainbow and all the genders that are out there, please be safe, love one another. You know, as much as I don't like saying it, maybe this is a time we should try to make sure that we're not alone. I don't know if that would have stopped what happened here to Jesse or if more than one person would have gotten hurt. I don't know. I wish I had more answers. I wish I had better answers, but support one another. And let's hope that they find the people that did this and that we get justice. If you enjoyed this episode, and I know that's like a difficult thing to say because today's topic was heavy, but if you like what I'm doing here and the app that you're listening to me on allows you to rate either this episode or the podcast as a whole, please do that. Especially if you're listening in Apple podcasts, that really helps a lot. That tells the algorithm to share the podcast with more people. If you got a buck, you can throw my way in the show notes. There's a link that says, um, anchor community support. If you click that, um, you can donate at the one, five or $10 levels. That money helps out so much with everything that we're doing. So thank you to everybody who does that. If you can't afford to give and trust me, I understand that. If you know anybody you think would enjoy this podcast, please share it with them. That helps out tremendously as well. We've been growing like crazy over the last couple months. And I want to say thank you to all of our new viewers, um, viewers, all of our new listeners. Uh, welcome aboard. Welcome to the project. Um, yeah, there's so much going on. I will hopefully be having a new book come out soon. You can find out links to that and all my social media accounts and everything that I do over at projectshadow.com. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear me discuss on the show, please go to anchor.fm, download the Anchor app, or just search for Anchor in your in your uh, um, app store on your phone. Download the Anchor app. There, once there, follow Project Shadow. You'll see a little button that says voice message. You can send up to a one-minute message. Keep it clean and Who knows? I might use it on the show. I really enjoy doing that, and I would love to hear from you. Take care of one another. These, man, these are such strange times to be living in. And, you know, my heart goes out to everyone who's going through anything right now, but especially to the family of Jesse Smollett and anybody else who's been recently attacked because given the statistics, it's probably happened again somewhere by now. (sighs) Be good to one another, love each other, take care of one another. And until next time, don't forget with all the other things that we need to do to keep ourselves whole, we have to remember to have the fun. Bye. Just a reminder The episode that you just listened to was based on a lie told by Jesse Smollett. 
It is unfortunate, and if you would like to hear more about the aftermath, please listen to episode 711, where I discuss the events that followed. Thank you.